Hey folks, make sure to stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us at Get Wrecked Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Or if you have any recommendations you'd like to hear us review on the show, you can contact us directly via email. Or, I don't know, maybe you just want to send us some feet pics. You creep, I don't know what you're into. I don't care. We'll review those too. What do you think of that, huh? In any case, all your requests, feedback, and general criticism of the straight white patriarchy can be sent to getrectpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Did I ever tell you about the time that my buddy glued his hand to his face? <laughs> no. <laughs> so... We the reason that this entered my mind is because we've been having this big audit at the school um, that happens every now and then. But they basically come in and evaluate what we do as a school and that we're doing things according to how we should be doing them. And a big part of that is safety because it's a trade school. My trade is not that dangerous. Like it's a room full of computers, but there's also auto mechanics and working with big machinery that type of stuff yeah probably like welders and stuff exactly and safety not that safety is ever not a big deal but safety is much more prevalent in the curriculum in those shops sure than it is with me my safety is like we have an eye washing station in case you get paint in your eyes but paint's not really toxic because we basically use acrylic and watercolor like it shouldn't be in there but it's not going to blind you or anything yeah and that's about it. But I, I do tell my students about this material that we have called rubber cement. Oh, I'm familiar you, with rubber are, cement. You're familiar oh, with yeah. rubber cement? Okay. All right. So it, in case people at home, if you're not familiar with rubber cement, it's exactly what it sounds like. All right. It's a really thick, pasty, sticky substance. So my buddy, we were in high school and he thought it'd be funny to glue his hand to his face. So he took rubber cement and he splashed it, not splashed it, but kind of wiped it on his hand. And then he wiped it on his cheek and then he stuck his hand to his cheek. Oh my God. (laughs) And not only did he do that, but he kept it there all day. So he did it like near the beginning of the school day, went to lunch, ate one-handed. And then when it was time to leave, He's like, okay, let me just pull this off my face. And he couldn't because he rubber cemented his hand to his face. What a fucktard. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I mean, we were, we were probably 14, 15 years old. So prime stupidity level, like prime oh, teenage yeah. boy, stupid idiot. Yeah, the stupidest people on the world <laughs> right. are teenage boys. So, so he he tries to pull his hand away from his face and his hand just pulls his head over to his left. And we had this, this realization where he goes, oh, I can't pull my hand off my face. And so he tried, couldn't do it. So I ended up grabbing him and then our other friend grabbed his hand and then we just yanked oh my god (laughs) there were like multiple layers of skin that that were stuck to his hand I don't like that (laughs) and he had just this funky rip kind of chunk 
out oh of his cheek. Oh, my God. <laughs> the rest of the school career. Not that year, but until we decided to part ways after high school, he had a scar on his cheek. Oh, that, my gosh. Yeah. Hysterical in hindsight. It wasn't me. So I'm laughing at it now. I use that story and I tell that to my students every <laughs> year. <laughs> and it petrifies them to use rubber cement. We don't use it that, that much, but then when they do use it and they accidentally get some on their hands, I know when it happens because the student runs to the sink. Yeah. Like not a not a quick walk. They get up and they bolt it to the sink and they start scrubbing, <laughs> scrubbing yeah. the rubber cement off. Whatever yeah. happened to just sniffing glue? Come right. on. Nah, <laughs> man, you got to stick that to your face. <laughs> man, speaking of glue and stuff, so as an artist, mm-hmm. um, I always like to bring art stuff to you. Yeah. How do you feel about all these um, people gluing themselves to art? And have you seen any of this? No. Okay, so they're, uh, it's primarily happening in Europe. Um, okay. But it's people, they're activists opposed to drilling for new oil and developing new sources of, you know, fossil fuel and okay. oils. So they've been doing things like gluing themselves to the Mona Lisa no. and, to, and to the Last Supper. No. A cu- dude, a couple of days ago, no. do you know Van Gogh's painting of the sunflowers? Yeah. These two protesters... They go in, they snuck in, they took two cans of tomato soup and threw it on Van Gogh's, the sunflowers, and then glued their hands with super glue, glued their hands to the wall. How are they getting to the paintings? That's crazy. You haven't seen the video? No. I have heard nothing about this. Yeah, no, it's this whole, it's like stop oil or something like that is the movement. There are these environmentalist protesters and they are... To bring notoriety to the subject, they are like gluing themselves to famous works of art, like the just the, so that it just, makes the news. Yeah, a guy just just a couple days ago glued himself to the Last Supper. What? But yeah, they've been like attacking. I'm gonna know, have to look some into of that. The most famous art in the world. Why do they got to do that? Like, <laughs> like it's to bring attention to their cause to stop. But my whole thing with that, <gasps> my, it, are they going after oil paintings? <laughs> I think that, I think that may <laughs> be that like it? part of it. But from what from what I've read, it's just um, to really get the world's attention because people really pay attention when you attempt to deface a fucking twenty five million dollar sure. valued twenty five million dollar. They're priceless. Yeah, it's fucking priceless. So from what it That's may be nuts. because they're oil paintings. But yeah. I believe it's just for the notoriety. My whole thing with it, though, is guess what, you idiots? People know about fossil fuels. They've made up their mind whether they're for or against. You're not bringing the fight against fossil fuels to anybody's attention by doing this. They know. They've already decided how they feel. You I, fucking yeah. pink-haired, <laughs> libtard, fucking pieces of garbage. <laughs> trying to destroy Van Gogh's work. Oh my god. He had enough troubles. Thank you very much. Yeah. Dude was insane and Dude. died poor yeah. and unknown. Right? <laughs> I'm correct in that, right? You are correct in that. Yeah. 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 Give him a break. Yeah. 
Let us enjoy his damn flowers. Yeah, very strange, very, very strange circumstances surrounding his death. But yeah. Yeah, you should look into that. I'm going to look it into is, that. That's wild. They've also been gluing themselves to like roads, like main <laughs> roads and shit like that. Yeah, in what? protest. Yeah. That's such a... How are they gluing their skin to roads? Yeah. Yeah, they're like super taking their putting a bunch of super glue on their hands and then sticking it on the road or in the case of these paintings like to the walls in art galleries next to paintings or on the paintings themselves. That's baffling cuz the security around those paintings it's no joke. I guess maybe on some of them it is a little more lax. Wow. But here's the thing, if you're working in an art gallery in Europe, you see somebody come in, you see a girl with purple hair coming in. <laughs> you search her, cavity searcher, because <laughs> she's got soup or super glue. She's trying to mess stuff up. She's got soup or super glue. Yeah, and she's there with bad intentions. Oh, that's funny. That's crazy. No, I'm going to have to look into that. I'm going to have to look into that. I will respond to that on our next episode. Oh, I want to try and find the video real quick. Pause for edit. Yep. So we just watched the video of this girl throwing soup on Van Gogh and then giving a whole speech while people just like, listen. Yeah. She's like, what is more important? Oil and paintings or people eating? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I think I think my favorite part of that video, though, is when the person, the lady rips off this, the lid of the soup can and just splats it on the on the painting. And you just hear somebody in the background just go, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a correct response. Oh, security. <laughs> security. Oh. oh, and just as a follow-up on that, I did do... So apparently the painting is coded. Okay. So it is... They salvaged it. Okay. Well, that's good that they did that. Man, that's... That's bonkers. <laughs> and I mean, I kind of get their perspective of like, you know, these silly paintings that we hold as in such importance, but we're destroying the earth. If that's your, you know, your viewpoint. But still... What Van Gogh ever do to you? Right? That's insane. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. All right. Well, with that being said, do you want to talk about some Harry Potter musicals? Yeah, that girl was British, I think, so... That's a great segue. That's a great, great segue. Let's, uh, let's get into it. All right. Let's roll the tape. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Get Wrecked, the only podcast in the universe where two buds take turns recommending, reviewing some of their favorite pop culture hits, hidden gems, and oddities. I'm of course your host and cotton-headed ninny muggins Thor, (laughs) joined as always uh, by my friend and co-host, he's the puff to my daddy. The biggie to my smalls. The P to your ditty? <laughs> the P to my ditty. It's Micah. <laughs> hey. What's going on, man? Oh, dude, that... I, I can't get over. I cannot get over. Yeah. I watched that video like 10 times. Just the yeah. soup going on that painting. It's like, what <laughs> the fuck? It's good to know they salvaged it, but it is. Yeah. Oh, man. So, 
so yeah, what we're getting into today um, is also something British, but I don't think it was made at a British school. So we're talking about Harry Potter, all right? And so with this, you guys probably are familiar with the story of Harry Potter. It's one of the most popular stories ever by now. It's up there with Star Wars. How do you feel about that? That the mythos of Harry Potter is, I would argue, as popular, has had mu- as much of a cultural impact as Star Wars. I would say it has more. Yeah. Because chicks like Harry Potter. Right. Right. So you get a whole another 50% of the population that yeah. could be interested in it. Yeah, that's it's crazy. So Not so, to say girls can't be into Star Wars, but... Right, the majority of them... Girls aren't into Star Wars. For the most part. Yeah, not really. So we're getting into a very Potter musical, which is just a musical on YouTube. Um, if you haven't watched it yet, you should go check it out. So it's about two hours, two and a half hours long in full, but the whole thing is chopped up and available for free on YouTube. Go listen to it. Go watch it. It's done by a college, and they just wanted to do a Harry Potter-themed musical, but clearly they didn't have the rights. They have no um, no way to do that, so they just made their own up. And they made the songs. They kind of took took the whole idea and mythos of Harry Potter and just kind of twisted it and did their did their own thing with it. It's not quite a parody, not quite, but there is some humor thrown into it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely taken a lighter approach to it. So, so with that being said, Thor, what were what were your thoughts on a Harry Potter musical? Initial first impression. You and I had discussed this a little bit off mic. Yeah. Um, and you had told me when you recommended it to me, you recommended it to me, and then we talked a little bit, and you were like, it's actually very funny. Yeah. And... I thought to myself when you said that what I was expecting was funny in the way that like Shrek is funny or Toy Story is funny, you know, like because Harry Potter is traditionally kind of family friendly entertainment. Yes. Maybe some of the later the later uh, books, movies get a little bit darker and heavier. But generally, I would say it's entertainment for people of all ages. Yeah, I would agree. So with that. that's kind of the humor I was expecting. Oh, OK. This thing had me rolling. Right. <laughs> yeah. It is it is definitely grown up humor. Absolutely. Um, you know, and it, you said it's written by like college kids. Uh-huh. It kind of shows because it has a very like young and a bit of an offensive sense of humor, which I really appreciated. Sure. So I'll start off right off the bat. It was very funny. The music was awesome. I mean, the quality is not great, but what can, you know, what can you do? It was a. Yeah student-led production quality wise of the audio and the video is a little bit low sure but it's so fun it's so well done i fucking loved this right the quality of the musical is actually pretty good and i'm not a huge harry potter guy okay i've seen them multiple times um i'm fine with them yeah but i wouldn't put them at my top i'm usually on the end of i would rather laugh and make fun of harry potter stuff okay than actually be super into it okay so not a huge Harry Potter guy, but this, this Harry Potter, I loved it. <laughs> you can get behind this Harry Potter. <laughs> yes, it was exactly what I would want it to be. Yeah, yeah. So, so much fun. <clears throat> so it, it definitely took a lighthearted approach to it. And I would agree, the the humor is much more adult-oriented. Not in a crass way, crass the term, not the band, 
that's last week's episode. If you yeah. didn't listen to Crass, go listen to it now, then come back to this one. Sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not a Seth Rogen type of humor. It's not like Yeah, it's not it's not a scene or anything, like, or anything yeah. like that. But there's definitely some like adult humor in Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh with like Voldemort and Quirrell kind of falling in love. Right. Um Yeah. Uh Albus uh, Dumbledore being not so secretly gay. Yeah. Like having a Zach Efron poster in uh, his in his main study. <laughs> Calling out the the obvious and hilarious racism in naming a character Cho Chang. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so that part I thought was pretty hysterical because that was like right at the beginning. Yeah, as soon as that happened, I was like, okay, I'm in. That's that's like the first act, like the first one or two. Yeah, scenes. first like scenes because they're like, oh, Cho Chang, she's so hot, and there's there's these three girls and the first one leading the and leading the doing, march. I am Cho Chang. Yeah, Something got their hands, like their hands up in the classic like martial arts, uh, like, like geisha, geisha. Girl. Oh yeah, ge- geisha. Um, type of pose and then Ginny Weasley goes up to the uh, the Asian girl and talks to her I think she even bows to yeah. her she's like oh Cho Chang so nice to meet you yeah. I Konnichiwa I am Jenny Weasley it's nice to meet you and then the Asian girl goes bitch I ain't Cho Chang <laughs> Cho Chang's the white girl right yeah, behind Yeah, with the southern accent. Yeah. And then the the hilarious part is the guy playing Ron goes, racist sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, the guy who played Ron, he might have been my favorite. Well, he's you, up there. Do you want to talk about characters right away? Yeah. Yeah. Let's jump into characters because they're a little bit, they're depicted a little differently. Because it's, it's a tongue-in-cheek. It's kind of poking fun at yeah. the whole... It's kind of poking fun at, like, underlying themes yeah. in the, you know, in the books and stuff like sure. that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So so with that being said, uh, let's focus on the, the three main ones first, like the trio. So how'd you feel about Harry? How'd you feel about Ron? How'd you feel about Hermione? Yeah. So side note for anybody who watched this, and once again, you should have watched this. It's awesome. Go watch it. Um, but at this point, I'm assuming you have watched this. So you'll probably know by now if you did watch it, that the guy playing Harry Potter is uh, has a pretty big role in the show Glee. Now, if you're not gay, Glee, or a lady, Glee is a show <laughs> on Fox where uh, it was a very popular television show on the Fox network uh, about a Glee club in uh, a high school. And essentially, like, every episode is pretty much a musical where they sing, like, modern songs yeah um as musicals and it kind of goes with whatever they're talking about on that episode in any case so the main character played a pretty big role in the show glee yeah he so he played the character blaine his name is darren chris so he was one of uh he was the main love interest for what was the guy's name kurt kurt in the show yeah Oh, Kurt is the guy's name in the show? Yeah. I'm reading the IMDb wrong then. So the actor's name is Blaine Anderson. He plays the character. No, you had it right. I had it right? Yeah. Okay. His name's either Blaine or Darren. All right, his, there his you go. His name is Darren, whatever he said. And I don't know if you caught this in the credits. He wrote the music. Did he really? He wrote the songs. I did not. Yeah. Which I'm assuming is why he played the lead and played Harry Potter. Okay. Because if I'm being honest, he fucked up his lines a lot. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, I do like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked that he kind of played Harry Potter as this like smug. Right. Like I'm Harry Potter. I'm he, the coolest guy ever. I, yeah. I'm so cool. And yeah. everybody helps me. He's like, Hermione, do my homework. Yeah. It's like, thanks, Hermione. You're the best. Like he played the role. He really was very good. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming maybe it's because he probably had the most lines. He did but, a whole lot. Yeah. But he definitely he goofed his lines a noticeable amount of times. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, he also did. He wrote the songs. That's like the original cool. songs. He wrote them. OK, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He it was it was a different portrayal of Harry because Harry in the in the actual Harry Potter series is I don't know. Timid's not the right word, maybe, but he he definitely is more cautious and reserved. Re- yeah. And he's not that way at all in this. So he he's very clearly. Like taking on the, I'm the boy who lived. I am famous in this school. In fact, I think the first song was all about him getting out of the closet, like his closet room with the Dursleys, and going back to Hogwarts where he's cool. Yeah. Whereas the, you know, the real depiction of Harry Potter is he's kind of more reluctantly yeah. in the spotlight. Exactly. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. Th- that- this is like. Harry Potter loves it. Yeah, that's the way to go. He's the cool guy. Yep, that's that's a good, that's an appropriate. And then uh, we get Hermione. I really like the girl who played Hermione. And honestly, her depiction of Hermione was pretty, I would say pretty accurate to the, the other stories. I would say so too. Yeah, I think the, she was a little bit more of the, uh, the brunt of more jokes, I think. They, yeah. they really played off of the Hermione is smart, but... Not really pretty. Yeah, they keep saying, she's fat, she's ugly, they keep making these really mean jokes. (laughs) Yeah, it's towards Hermione. Um, Yeah, but she was, yeah, she was pretty cool. I mean, she's the, the character's kind of perfect for that situation anyway. It's it's the perfect, it's the person in school who does everything that they need to. They go above and beyond. And they're like the only person, even Dumbledore in the musical is like, Harry, or Hermione, you're the only person in here who reads books. <laughs> you're the only one who studies. Yeah, like you're the only one. So that brings us to Ron. Ron, yeah. Thoughts on Ron? I I agree with you. I think he's my favorite. Yeah. I, this, this guy is an all-star. He is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, he he was he wore a stupid headband <laughs> for the, a lot of it, and, like and they kept the having him do the Kramer thing, yeah. where he would walk through the door. Yeah, the, the bass player would play like a boom, 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 yeah. riff, and, like and run through real quick. Open the door. Yeah, so I love a sign. I love a Seinfeld reference. Um, so maybe that biased me, but he was just so funny. Yeah, uh, he played that the role of like <laughs> kind of like the dude bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. perfectly. Yeah, and loved the fact that his best friend was the most popular kid so, in school. Yeah, so he's one of my... I have three that are kind of tied for my favorite. Okay. People who I think were awesome. Okay. So I liked can, Ron. Can I get? Can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, yeah. I think it's Ron, I think it's Dumbledore, and I think it's Draco. God damn it, that is exactly <laughs> it. Is that yours too? Yeah! Yeah, okay, so we're agreed. Those are the, the all-star performances of this show. Yeah. So, Draco. Why do you like Draco? So, we have a lady playing Draco. Yep. And... A, like, a very small, thin-framed woman. Like, like <laughs> But she looks so much like him. Right, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Yeah, so that girl playing Draco is... She's so funny. She plays Draco 
perfectly for it being a like kind of funny adaptation. Yeah. I would say she had the like mannerisms and vocal range, like the way she talked and sure. the mannerisms she used were spot on to what's his name? The actor who plays Draco. Do you oh, know? I'm not sure. It's Tom something. I it's, believe. it's Draco Malfoy. But yeah. The actor who played Draco Malfoy in the actual Harry Potter movies. Yeah. She, her voice and mannerisms were perfect for him, but it's a small <laughs> little girl wearing a blonde wig. Yeah. And then she kept doing this thing where she would just roll, roll around the stage <laughs> for like no reason. <laughs> and it was just, it was so funny. Yeah. Way funnier than it had any right to be. Yeah. If you explained, that's one of those things. I don't know if she like just did that. Yeah. And I have added no that or if it was written into the script, but it's a thing. If, if you saw that written down, you'd be like, that's dumb. That's not, why would that be funny? Draco flops around on the floor. Why? It would make no sense. Yeah. But when you actually see it. Yeah. It just kills every time. She's just rolling while she's giving her lines. It's not like she enters and then gives her lines and then rolls. Yeah. It's like she's mid talk. She's just, she just flopping, like flopping around the floor. Her. And then she lifts her head up and he's like, Potter, Potter. on pig farts. <laughs> yeah. So Draco in this is obsessed with this other magic school getting transferred to pig farts getting pig yeah instead of hogwarts it's pig farts and it's on mars and the, the headmaster isn't dumbledore it's rumbo rumbo raw the speaking lion on mars <laughs> yeah just call it. that's another thing i love about this there's just tons of references yeah the whole way through so obviously the talking lion is a reference to narnia the, yeah to aslan <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Draco might be my favorite. Maybe my favorite is Albus Dumbledore. Dude, Dumbledore is the guy doing Dumbledore so good. He was hysterical. The The part that he got me was when he's talking and uh, the guy who's playing Cedric Diggory is like Hufflepuffs are very good finders. And he just turns around and he goes, what the hell is a Hufflepuff? <laughs> <laughs> just totally making fun of the fact that nobody gives a shit about yeah, that yeah no he has another line at that part where they're talking about the sorting hat and mm -hmm. he's like well we don't have the sorting hat so i guess what i've been doing is all the people who look like good guys you go to gryffindor everybody who looks like bad guys you go to slytherin yeah. and everyone else hufflepuff or ravenclaw i don't really care yeah. <laughs> i don't really give a shit <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Which, once again, it's just those subtle slights to the, you know, just kind of picking up on those things of the story. Like, nobody cares about the Hufflepuffs yeah. or Ravenclaws. They always get left out. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the this depiction of Albus Dumbledore is so different than actual Albus Dumbledore. It, it is fully silly. Yeah. Absolutely silly. And I actually... Albus is is one of my favorite characters in actual Harry Potter. I don't know why, just Albus Dumbledore is cool. Something hey, about him. He's a wise old wizard. Yeah, you, you gotta love Albus Dumbledore. But I loved this version of him where he's basically just there. He's probably just... It's the equivalent to a teacher just putting their time in <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah, to retire. Much. He's just there and he's just like, fuck you, fuck you. Maybe that was like kind of like 
from the actors like that actors like motivation or like the way it was written like Dumbledore's an old ass wizard yeah. he's so over it at this right. point <laughs> right yeah and um cuz he's just making fun of of everybody he really he made fun of Hermione a lot yeah. <laughs> he's like take 10 points from Gryffindor cuz Hermione's such a kiss ass <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you get Snape I actually Snape the guy who played Snape great. was very funny cuz he just kept going mm, Potter. Yeah. Potter. and talking with his hands <laughs> yeah. yes the the honestly the depiction of the characters were pretty great. Yeah, I felt so like they were, funny. They were the correct amount of silliness, and it was very self-aware. I felt like. Yeah. And, you know, they they looked at Severus Snape and they're like, okay, let's take him and just dial him him up to eleven. Like, yeah. What does he look silly? Because um, it's all kind of silly. It's about a bunch of kids fighting a snake lizard, evil or a snake wizard. You know. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, how did you enjoy how they did? Um, Coral and, and and or, uh, and Voldemort loved it. Yeah, so funny. <laughs> so so they this storyline we'll get into it more, but they focus heavily on the first story and then pretty heavily into the fourth story, the Goblet uh-huh. of Fire, and kind of combine both of those into one story. Yeah, yeah. So when it starts out, Snape is on the back of Coral's head, and so they just had the guy who plays... I'm sorry, not Snape. Voldemort is on the back of Coral's head. So they just had the guy who plays Voldemort, like, strapped to him, strapped walking to him back. backwards. Yeah, they're strapped. <laughs> These guys are strapped back to back. And yeah. the guy playing Coral just puts, like, a a cloak over top the other guy's face. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just walking around. And he keeps sneezing, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, that was just a fart. Yeah, it's Vol- just Voldemort. Fart. Yeah, yeah, Voldemort keeps sneezing. And then, so they have these scenes where they're together and they're talking about, like, their evil plan. And, of course, Voldemort's trying to come back and get his body. But they're talking about how, like, they're trying to watch TV shows, but they can't because when one person's watching, the other person is on the, is looking the yeah, other way. can't watch, yeah. There's a whole scene of them trying to sleep, but they, <laughs> <laughs> but they can't sleep because Voldemort's face is, like, in the pillow, just stuffed in. So they brought to light a lot of the kind of ridiculousness that that would of having a head, of having on, a head the, on the back on of the head. back of your head yeah and well and i like that it kind of becomes a not a love story between the two it is a love story between the two of them but like a love story of friendship yeah i was gonna say i don't think it where, was a romantic thing no no necessarily but it was a bromance yeah yeah where because basically coral at one point's like voldemort you never had a friend well I guess not. I've always been so worried about revenge and killing mudbloods. Yeah. He's like, well, we could be friends. And they, <laughs> yeah. those were some of my favorite scenes was the two of them going out to the bar to pick up chicks. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, man, I, I really enjoyed the depiction of that. And then for some. Oh, oh go ahead. While we're still on characters. Yeah. Jenny Weasley. Oh, that yeah. girl. So, I mean, acting what she didn't have a huge role. I think she did a great of all the singing because this is a musical. Yeah. That girl singing is off the charts. Oh, yeah. I to me, I felt like she knocked it out of the park more than anybody when it came to singing. Sure. She had some really 
intense, well-done solos. Yeah, she did have some good some good parts um, musically. They really played on... So singer-wise, yeah. her and uh, Draco are my favorite as far as the, okay. the singing of the cast. I yeah. think those two were the most just naturally off-the-charts talented singers. Yeah, the girl who played Draco was pretty good, too. Yeah, it was it was it was well done. I, I really enjoyed. I liked the music a lot more than I thought I would when we started watching it because I, I was like, this is kind of silly. But while I'm watching it and I'm saying it's kind of silly, I'm also getting into the music. It was well written. I felt like it was real well paced. Um, it, it was just it was pretty solid. Yeah. And also pretty cool. I mean, that's just a, it was like a three piece band playing all the music. Yeah. Maybe four. It was like a drum, a bass, a guitar and piano. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the one guy was playing two instruments. Okay. So I think it was just a three-piece band. Huh. That's pretty impressive. How did you feel about the set? Uh, the set was fine. I yeah. mean, I. Th- it was very cool that they basically the whole set was like a door and two pillars. Yeah. It, and a desk they, a couple there, of times. There wasn't much crazy design to it at all yeah i'm assuming they had basically no money probably which is probably like you said this was a college i guess that put this on i think so yeah or and it may not have been a college but it's definitely college age students so maybe it wasn't a thing they did with the college in any case they didn't have a huge budget yeah for the set so the way they did it was smart yeah I, i felt like it worked well because there wasn't anything else to distract you. You weren't yeah. like, like, ooh, look at this set. It was very stripped down. You remember remember when we watched In and of Itself? Uh-huh. That's another one that kind of, you know, it was a very bare bones set. Yeah. Um, so I think when it's, when the content is there, mm-hmm. you can do a stripped down set like that. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And, and they did really interesting things too to kind of make up for that. Like when they had... They would do silly things where like the port key, mm-hmm. when they touched the port key, oh. it just started flashing crazy lights and everybody just started going, porky, 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 porky. <laughs> right. Because they didn't have effects, so they had, you know, they had to figure out how do we do this? Yeah, how do we do this? Uh they they did something similar to that with the flume powder. Too. Yeah. Like at the very beginning, they're just like flume powder power, flume powder power, flume powder power. Just, just yes. Like walking in circles yeah. as they as they reach with lights flashing. Yeah. 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 I. Um. How did you feel about Voldemort? Basically, once he got his body, he was just shirtless the whole time for some reason. Dude, I couldn't help but look at that guy's body. And he was ripped. God damn! I need to get to the gym. <laughs> Dude was ripped, ripped once he got his body back. Yeah. I'm like, no wonder they picked this guy to play Voldemort. Yeah. Actually, my thought was either they picked this guy because the thing called for Voldemort's going to have his shirt off the whole time, or they gave this guy the role and he took his shirt off one time and they're like, uh, Voldemort, they're just like scratching stuff out. <laughs> Voldemort doesn't wear a shirt. Yeah. yeah well, he basically looked he like. He was a babe, man. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Dude was ripped. Yeah, he had a kind of raspy voice too, which I thought was an interesting. Yeah, an interesting. I like. I liked the way he played. I I liked the way he played Voldemort. Yeah, I liked how great of a job they did. Everybody, they didn't all have British accents. Right. They all just had their own 
unique accent that really fit the character. Like Dumbledore kind of sounded like a New Yorker. Yeah. Voldemort kind of just stuck like this. Yeah. Yes. Ah. Harry Potter, just a normal, that yep. guy's normal voice. Mm-hmm. Same with Ron. They kind of let people just find a fun voice for the character. Yeah. Instead of making everyone kind of sound. Because when everybody has a British accent, they all kind of sound the same to me. Sure. Yeah. They definitely just let them have fun with it. Who? I'm not sure if it was Crab or Goyle, but basically all he did was yell. And so like, the very first scene, um, I'm just going to call it Crab. I think it was Crab. It might not be. No, I think it was Goyle. Was Goyle, Goyle was the big, tall one. Okay, yeah. So then Crab it was Goyle. is the small, the small one with one. the baseball cap. Then it was definitely Goyle. And he, he meets uh, Neville and he just goes, Give me your arm. And he shows him his arm. And he's like, Indian burn hex. <laughs> yeah. And just points his wand well, at him. I love it. We hate nerds. Yeah. We hate nerds. And he at one point, another great reference. He goes, oh, Goyle rules. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Billy Madison. Uh, yeah. So so that's the characters. They were all pretty well done. Yeah. They, were, they were all pretty well done. How did you feel about the changing because they changed the story a bit they pulled from the book one they pulled from book four goblet of fire and the philosopher's stone yeah because what they do is they have quarrel as the back which it was confusing at first yeah then once i realized what they were doing i was like oh it's fine but it is confusing at first because they're like um here is professor quarrel yeah and at that point they had already established that it wasn't their first year at hogwarts yeah. And they were like, this is the new Defense Against Dark Arts teacher, Quarrel. And so I was like, wait, that seems odd. And then they start talking about the House Cup yeah. and how it's like, couldn't it be a Triwizard Cup? And they're like, no, because there's four houses. Why would it be the Triwizard Cup? Yeah, it's completely different. <laughs> they, they intentionally point that out. Yeah. So I liked it, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a little bit like uh, confusing at first, uh-huh. but... I think it was a great way to kind of plug through a lot of the story. Yeah. And also get a lot of characters in there. Sure. Because if you look at the first book, there's really not that many characters. Not so much, yeah. So I think that may have came from they just needed more characters and needed more to work with. And also, like you said, this is an unlicensed thing they did. It's a fan-made Harry Potter musical. Mm-hmm. So perhaps they changed it intentionally so that they fell well within the realm of parody yeah. so they couldn't get sued for doing it sure yeah i don't know if they i mean because they threw a disclaimer at the front of of it saying that this is just a fan-made thing it's in no way shape or form affiliated or associated with yeah and they didn't make any money off of it either which that's why it makes me think that it was a college play i feel like if it was a a company that was doing this as a play, they they need profit to incentivize doing it. Like they'd have to, yeah. they'd have to sell tickets. I think they just made the play and then just made it open to the college to see, you know, as part of their theater production or something yeah. like that. In any case, the story wise, I liked it. I yeah. thought they did a a great job of adapting it. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the part where Cedric Diggory died because they did the whole thing where they touch the port key and then they show up right in front of Voldemort and the Death Eaters after he gets his body. But 
in this one, they touch the port key, they go there, and then Harry Potter is basically just yelling at Cedric Diggory. And Cedric Diggory, through the whole thing, is basically, he's kind of like... He's the nicest yeah, guy. He's like Ralph from The Simpsons. He's, yeah. he's like this, this super nice, oblivious guy. Who's just weirdly super into finding things. Yeah, yeah. And and Harry Potter's just like, oh my gosh, Cedric. Gosh, you're, you're just the worst. You just you just hang around. You're just a spare. You're like a spare person. You're just the worst spare person. Because <laughs> when Voldemort kills Cedric in Harry Potter in, in the book or in the movie, he shouts, kill the spare. And then just uh, an Avada Kedavra just goes and kills Cedric. Oh, just okay. like that. I didn't know that. I yeah. didn't catch that. So he was just saying that. And he's like, you're just a, you're just a spare person. And then Voldemort <laughs> from the shadows is like, kill the spare. And just, <laughs> <laughs> just blasts him. OK, that makes that scene make a little bit more sense for me, because I'm like, it was I was like, oh, this is just a weird dialogue choice to just keep calling him a spare. Yeah, that's that's why they did. That's what. OK, because in the actual movie, maybe in the book, we haven't I haven't read that that book yet, but. He says, kill the spare, and he just gets killed. Because Voldemort just literally, he was like, he's a spare person. He's not Harry Potter. I don't care about him. <laughs> yeah. Kill him. So that's how that's how that was. And then they, I guess they took part of the end of the storyline as well, because the battle at Hogwarts happens. Oh, yeah, yeah. They kind of spanned the whole, the whole series. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They just didn't include anything with the Order of the Phoenix, really. Like, they, they didn't really use them at all. They didn't use anything uh, with um, his godparent, Harry Potter's godparent. What's his name? What's his name? The Oh, Hagrid. No, 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 no. Well, Hagrid wasn't in it either. But who does Gary, Gary Oldman plays? Um, oh, uh, Sirius Black. Yeah, Sir, like Sirius Black wasn't involved at all. They just kind of skipped all of that. But I felt like they basically just stuck to... The Voldemort arc. They well, they even kind of mentioned that at one point. They have one small part where Ron's mom shows up, Mama oh, Weasley that's shows right. up, and she's like, "Yeah." She says something about like the rest of the Order of the Phoenix not being there. Yeah, yeah, because she shows up to kill Bellatrix. Yeah, just like she does in the end. And oh, you know what? And the funniest part about that was after she kills Bellatrix, Ron runs to his mother and goes. Oh my gosh, mom, I thought that you were going to tell her to do her laundry or do the dishes and gives her a huge hug. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like they did a good job of of taking that whole arc and really it was just the arc of Voldemort. And I maybe that's the way that they approached it. They looked at Voldemort and they're like, "He's our villain. Let's look at his beginning, his rise and then his downfall and what's associated with that." Let's take the parts of this story that connect with that and mold it around that. Yeah, it seems like a yeah. Yeah. Because to tell that whole story, obviously, you couldn't do in one story. Sure, for the duration of like, the actual books. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I think it was a smart way to do it. Yeah. Um, do you know that they made a sequel? Yeah, I did hear they made, or I saw it on the YouTube. It said a very Potter sequel. Uh-huh. And I was like... I want to watch that. <laughs> it's a but whole I, but other I, play. But I need to let this digest a little bit. Yeah. And I didn't, coming into this, I didn't want to get any of it confused. Sure. Yeah. It's a whole other play. 
So the guy who plays Voldemort in the first one plays Dolores Umbridge in the second one. Dolores, oh, okay. the, the the lady in pink that loves cats. Like, she has all the cat china <laughs> yeah, in her office. Harry, like, <laughs> like burn his... Torture himself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's played by the big buff dude. He plays Dolores. Nice. And in the sequel, they dive a little bit more into Draco's backstory. And you, you see more of Draco. Oh, by the way, as far as storyline goes, how... How did you like Draco basically just kind of turning good at the end and, and helping them? That part I didn't love. Yeah? Actually, yeah. Cause, and it, let me ask you, does that happen in the Harry Potters? Um, He he doesn't like become good. He does. He, he backs away from the fight. He becomes essentially, essentially like neutral. Well, yeah, he he basically like gets out of dodge, if I remember correctly, because he's being groomed by the Death Eaters, and they're like, okay, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do. You're going to yeah, kill. the whole time yeah. that he's all about that. Yeah, and then like, he, I'm going to be a Death yeah, Eater. Yeah, so I think that he eventually just books it and just runs from it. Doesn't really get involved in the fight at the castle, but also doesn't help the Death Eaters at all. So he doesn't do anything. The whole movie ends. But, I mean, he doesn't actively turn good, though. Not at least in the uh, movies, because once again, you haven't read the books, I believe, right? Or at least um, not all of them. Well, I did. I, I, it's it's a weird thing. I've read one, two, six, and seven. Okay, I read like the first three, and yeah. it was as they were coming out. Okay, um, so it was a while ago. Then. Yeah, so I was yeah. a a young a young boy. Yeah, he, a young a wee lad. Yeah, so I mean, ultimately, he becomes good. Okay. Because he becomes a member of society and his kid ends up going to Hogwarts. And the Hogwarts musical is all about Harry Potter's son and Draco Malfoy's son. Yeah, the cursed child. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what that's all about. And I'm told that Draco Malfoy's son is awesome. I think his name... like the good guy, right? Yeah. So like the two of them are the main characters. Uh, Albus, Harry Potter's son, and then... I think the kid's name is Scorpius, which is Draco's son. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But um, my wife read read the the play, like the book, and also went and go see it. And I think that she liked Scorpius more than than Albus. And both of them are Slytherin. So Harry Potter's kid gets sorted into Slytherin. So that makes me happy because I feel like Slytherin gets a bad rap just because... Like in the movies, like what Albus well, was saying like, in the play. Yeah, like Dumbledore yeah. said, anybody who looks evil, you go to Slytherin. Yeah, you just go to Slytherin. So I, that's the house that I'm sorted into. And I don't feel like I'm that evil of a person. Because there's there's properties or values. Each each house has things that they care about, right? And for, yeah. for Slytherin, it's, it's pride, ambition, and cunning. Yeah. Well, it's the classic for personality paradigm or as i call it the classic ninja turtle paradigm okay you have aggressive yeah assertive passive and passive aggressive so <laughs> okay uh aggressive mm-hmm. slytherin it's Raphael. okay assertive that's uh gryffindor is that leonardo, leonardo. okay you have passive that's hufflepuff uh-huh. michelangelo okay and then passive aggressive, Ravenclaw, and uh, Donatello. Donatello. 
And I mean, you can apply it to you can apply it to the Hobbits in Lord of the Rings. Sure. Uh, you can apply it to any number of like you can apply it to the four different elements in Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, it's just kind of like a classic paradigm. Okay. Whereas, yeah, Slytherins are really just the personality type of aggressive. Yeah. Which which just means you know like strong you know very very strong minded sometimes a little less less willing to work with others more forceful typically yeah I think that's interesting that's in, I don't really feel like why am I sorted into Slytherin now I'm self reflecting because I feel like it's more of the ambition part of it I think that could be yeah well and also. My my theory on this has always been, I don't know if it was intentional when J.K. Rowling wrote it. My position has always been that the houses and the sorting hat is kind of a metaphor for how we go through our lives. Oh, yeah? Where every day you get the choice. You don't get to choose what happens to you, but you get to choose how you approach a situation. Sure. So just like Harry... The Sorting Hat told him he was supposed to be a Slytherin. But he made the choice that he wanted to be a Gryffindor. Yeah, they did say that the hair, the Sorting Hat considered his desires. And so I've always seen it as a metaphor for the fact that we get to... Every day we get to choose if we're going to be a Gryffindor or a Slytherin or a Ravenclaw or a Hufflepuff. You get to, you get to choose every day how you're going to approach life, how you're going to make your way in the world. Hmm. You you get to choose. And some detractors would say, well, it doesn't always, because Neville wanted to be in some other one, and he ended up in Gryffindor. I feel like Neville would want to be a Hufflepuff. Well, and, and I would say to that, that sometimes uh, people are capable of things that they don't see inside themselves, and the it- hat... The hat lets them know you are capable of it. Sometimes somebody just needs a push to be the person that they're capable of being. To, so, to for me, up. that's kind of how I always saw it. I don't yeah. know if that's intentional at all or okay. me just reading way too much into a child's book <laughs> written 20 years <laughs> right. ago. Who knows? Well, to go along <laughs> with that, too, if Neville wanted to be in a different house, there's something very real about understanding your limitations as a person. As a kid growing up, I really liked basketball. I grew up initially in Indiana, which is a basketball state. That's just what they did. Um, I loved basketball, but then I quit growing at 5'7". <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so, like, I know that I'm... And they're like, maybe table tennis is more your speed. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, like, I... There's something very real about maybe wanting to be something but having to accept that you're not those things that's fair also yeah 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 and that that could definitely be the case with neville yeah i forget how we got down this rabbit hole uh that slytherins are basically just evil yeah 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 Yeah. which they're not no Clearly not. not. I mean, they are, but... What? <laughs> hey. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's... That's the show, man. I, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Uh, I feel like we've we've covered it. A lot yeah. of it, yeah. The music, 
um like you said i i also agree for days uh-huh there are some of those songs i was singing for days yeah like the 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 opening song is so good right i'm going to haul and it's totally awesome yeah <laughs> yeah potions enchantments and everything magic I, mm-hmm. I can't remember the words but like the the harmony or the melody yeah been stuck in my head for yeah. gotta days. get back to hogwarts yeah just going hogwarts on. hogwarts uh-huh yeah it was it was good it was totally catchy awesome yeah. that and the hermione granger song mm-hmm. i'm in love with hermione granger oh yeah yeah that that's another thing draco kind of had this weird um love for hermione granger in this one yeah that was very interesting um the scene where he's like Who's the ugliest girl in school? Hmm. <laughs> I'd have to say it's Hermione Granger. I wouldn't give her more than a 8 out of 10. Uh, I yeah. wouldn't give her more than a, a 9 out of 10. Uh, no, no more. I wouldn't give her more than a 9.8 out of 10. Because <laughs> nobody's perfect. Everyone can improve. Yeah. <laughs> nobody's perfect. Except for me. Right. It, that's another one where kind of picking up on subtle things that maybe aren't intended in the story, but how they come off sometimes is mm-hmm. like, it's pulling the girl's pigtails. Sure. You know, when you're yeah, a kid. Picking on is your that crush. Maybe, is that what he know, was doing? Maybe when that, you know, the person who wrote this, mm-hmm. when they read the books, they were like, oh, Draco's just picking on her because he really likes her. He has yeah. a crush on her. Maybe that's something that's in the books a little bit. That's what I thought is maybe there is a, a passage in the book dealing with like he maybe he had feelings for i don't know if that's the case i don't know either um i really liked that uh that whole storyline that and all the zach efron everyone being in love with zephron (laughs) so funny oh because also this is from like 10 years ago Uh uh-huh so and that was at the peak of zach efron popularity yeah Uh, yeah and they really touched on that it's so funny yeah i i kind of loved the fact that the zach efron poster was a horcrux just hanging out in albus dumbledore's office yep and then they put different people they it the face opened up oh yeah yeah yeah. so different people put their heads in the, right. in the in the picture the girl who played hermione is like it's me ron i'm hermione except i'm with harry and i'm in shape and prettier <laughs> <laughs> yeah they covered ron perfectly in that that guy was always eating uh-huh and there was so much snack talk in this like at one point harry's trying to trade draco his snacks to get a different <laughs> dragon Oh, that's right. He's like, look, I'll give you my gushers and my teddy grams. You can put the gusher between the teddy grams and make a little sandwich. <laughs> so insane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, what were your if, if we had to if we had to rate this one out of 10 Zephron posters. Who where where do we go? One out of 10 10. 10? 10. Really? I, dude, I loved it. I cannot tell. Really? I watched I watched this one and a half times. Yeah, I didn't think you were going to like because it. Because I watched it once, and then I watched half of it again with Kendra. Okay. And then she got she got tired and, like, had to go to, you know, we went to bed. Okay. Um, But I watched it, and I was like, you have to watch this. It's so good. Yeah. It's so fun. I'm surprised that she didn't watch it I, with you initially. Look, once again, I'm not a big Harry Potter guy. 
I didn't yeah. I didn't expect it like this. Huh. But it's done it's it's so funny. Yeah. It's it's intentionally poking fun at Harry Potter. It's all the things you think are silly about Harry Potter. It just puts a magnifying glass on them and makes it in something you're laughing about. So it's poking fun, but it's not making fun. Yeah. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's it, it's poking fun at the silliness of it yeah. while at the same time giving it its just due and showing the love for it. The mm-hmm. person who, you know, the people who created this, they clearly are Harry Potter fans and really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but also wanted to like kind of poke fun at the silliness of it. Yeah. So it's a great marriage of those two things. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Because it, it never seemed like they were making fun of it in a way to degrade it at all. Actually, I'm going to give it a nine out of 10. Yeah. And once again, this is just that nine out of 10 is just because of the quality of it. It's not really their fault is a low quality production. Mm -hmm. Um, So just the only version of it is a poor quality YouTube video. Yeah. That's That's what it is. That's Uh, my suggestion is watch it with the subtitles on. That's what I did. Yeah. I think that that's, Um, that's the way to go. None of them have microphones on, so what I'm pretty sure the audio recording, the way it was done, was I think they had microphones above the stage. Because okay. as people move across the stage in different areas, they will be more quiet or less quiet. So okay. I'm pretty sure it was mic'd from the top of the stage. So once again, that's not anything to do with the production itself. It's just, you know, they had to make it with what they had. So it's what it is. So it can be a little bit of a tough watch. Just know that going into it. But if you're a Harry Potter fan, you're going to fucking love this. Sure. It's, it's awesome. I I truly was not expecting much from this. Yeah. And I was enthralled. I fucking love this. I wasn't expecting you to like it. The the Snape and Quirrell like bromance top-notch the, the voldemort and coral romance yeah god damn it why we both keep doing it i, I think that we've know. called voldemort snape like six times in this episode yes <laughs> the dumbledore being secretly gay for snape actual yeah. snape hilarious <laughs> that's true they're just like guys they're like professor dumbledore i'm pretty sure that snape's trying to kill you and he's like don't you ever say that Snape is a very kind, intelligent, and sexy man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I also like when they're like, there's a scene where they're trying to get out of the trike or out of the house cup thing. Yeah. And Hermione's like, just talk to Dumbledore. And Harry, Harry goes, Hermione, I don't want to do that. Me and, me and Dumbledore are like really good friends. We're like tight. <laughs> and then <laughs> she goes and she talks to Dumbledore and he's like, why wouldn't Harry come tell me this himself? We're tight. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we're tight. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, and then there's the scene where, where they're telling him, like, Snape is trying to kill you. And he, he says that he's a sexy man. And then Snape shows up with a bomb sandwich. <laughs> it's like, I made you a sandwich. <laughs> it's like, got a ticking thing. Yeah, it, it was funny. It was funny. I, I do think that Dumbledore probably was my favorite probably my favorite it's so tough it's definitely ron draco or or dumbledore i mean the those three were so funny i i genuinely i love the whole cast yeah every single one of them 
it could honestly be a tie of like 10 people. Sure. The whole cast mm-hmm. is so great. You can tell how much love was put into this, how much fun they're having. Yeah. It, it is just overall an enjoyable experience. Take out the sound and video quality and it's incredible. I would have loved to have seen this live. Oh my gosh, live would have been you, great. You'd be dying. Just yeah. sides would hurt from laughing so much. Yeah. All right, well, you heard it, folks. Uh, nine out of ten Zephron posters. Um, Thor, what are we getting into next here? What's what's on the docket for us? We're going to move out of music a little bit. Okay. And I got a movie for you. Ooh, okay. So I love movies. On our Vox Machina episode, uh-huh. we were discussing a movie, a movie called The Warriors of Virtue. Where okay. a young man travels to a different dimension where there are kangaroo ninjas uh-huh yeah or karate people i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah but while we were talking about that i was thinking ice t was one of the kangaroos because ice t plays a kangaroo mutant person in a movie called tank girl okay you have not actually seen tank girl i have not actually seen tank girl which is mind-blowing to me this is one of my favorite movies from childhood really yeah okay it's very punk rock it's very funny it is chock full of silliness and action i think it's based on a comic okay i'm not sure but it definitely has a graphic novel feel to to it. it i know what the cover looks like it's one of those movies where i looked at it and i'm like this looks this looks like a movie, and probably they had fun making it, but I don't know if I would like it. Fun is the exact way to describe this movie. Okay. It is a lot of fun. Full disclosure, I have not seen this movie in many years. Okay. Probably, I showed it to my wife, Kendra, maybe, probably like at least seven, eight years ago. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Okay. But I stand by this movie. Stand I love by it. it. It's so much fun. Once again, we like to do post-apocalyptic stuff on here. Seems to be, yeah. This is (laughs) (laughs) post-apocalyptic. It's so much fun. There's a girl. There's a tank. It's Tank Girl. (laughs) Ice-T plays a kangaroo. I'm pretty sure it's his acting debut. What a movie for your acting debut. Well, wait till you see it. Okay. It's A+, one of my favorites of all time. Okay. All right. Well... There you go, crew. Uh, We're going to get into Tank Girl next week. And if you are looking to watch Tank Girl, you can find it. It is free on YouTube. Okay. Um, I believe you do have to watch with ads. So maybe if you have premium or whatever, you won't. But it is free on YouTube. So you can watch Tank Girl on the YouTubes. There you go. YouTube, Tank Girl for free. What's not to love? And um, so watch it and then come back next week. Talk about it with us. Give us your thoughts. Um... What are your thoughts on Harry Potter Musical? Did we get it right? Did we gush about it too much? Was it actually secretly horrible? Do avid Potter fans hate this because it's not true to the source material? I don't know, but we would love to know. Yeah, let us know. You can go ahead and uh, send us a message at getrectpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Or uh, message us on Instagram at Get Wrecked Podcast, or message us at Facebook at Get Wrecked Podcast. Follow us on Spotify. 
Follow us on Apple Music. Follow us on Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts. Like, listen, subscribe, message us, interact, you idiot. We want to hear from you. It's too quiet on this end, all right? (laughs) I'm sick of recommending things. I'm sick of recommending you guys do some work once in a while. Jeez. Just listening to the show, not putting in the effort. I'm just kidding. We love you guys. Um, All right, well, until next time. As always. Get wrecked. Stay wrecked out there, folks. Good night, everybody.